Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories, and would you look at that? Who this? <laughs> <laughs> a stranger. A just a, a stranger appears. What I've, up? I've hacked your channel. Darby, you feeling <laughs> the chaos today? Yeah, I am. Hello. <laughs> As for usual. For use. Folks, this brain. is Chaotic Darby. Uh, we may recognize Chaotic Darby from a past appearance here on the show uh, as our friend Chu. Uh, Chu the Lycan, and, well, Darby's back. Back at it again. <laughs> what would you say that pose is? Is that your, is that your like, thriller werewolf pose? Uh, it's, I don't know what to do with my body, and I'm very awkward, so I just kind of move my arms wherever. <laughs> I gotcha. I've been there. My, yeah. Mine tends to be the like crossed hands, uh, peace signs over the shoulders. Yep. Just uh, yeah. and and then sort of give it a little lean back. Yeah. The... <laughs> I, precisely. That's the that's the good old don't know what to do with my body in this particular moment. Um, yep. Then the good old T Rex arms for me. Just, sure. Uh... <laughs> sure. It's a good. It's a good. It's good sort of non confrontational gesture. Yeah. I'm just you're not, chilling. You're not about to throw yeah, T-Rex hands. T-Rex hands don't no. get thrown. No, they're just they're just here, you know. <laughs> now you look like you're digging a burrow, uh, which is appropriate because we are back in the realms of Versetus today, folks, uh, which means we got werewolves up in the mix. <laughs> folks, welcome back to the realms of Versetus. When we left off, we had just been wrapping up the first scroll of this particular story. We've watched as Igor and Illyria have made their way into the world of Duskin, this secret nocturnal world of vampires, lichen, ghosts. The two of them have made their way into this world and into a secret school for Duskin. It is run by a group of vampires, but it's got teachers from all the different Duskin factions and students from the same. We've spent a bit of time at the school, met some folks, including the, uh, the illustrious Chu, who is a werewolf and part of a larger pack that we are learning more and more about as time goes on. Now, we've attended some classes, we have learned some things about ourselves and about who, we'll, who we will become and how we can manage these things that are so different about ourselves. Igor having become a ghost, Illyria having become a werewolf. Upon learning these things, we also learned that the world of Duskin is even darker than the night would first indicate. Different factions run through the Duskin. There are houses of vampires, packs of lichen. And right now, the school is between two large entities. To the north, up in the forests, to the north, uh, before you get to the Oxbends, there is lichen territory. An enormous nomadic pack called the Eternal Hunger. That's the one that Chu and Illyria both belong to, even though Chu is the only one who's really integrated with it. Illyria has never even met the full pack. Up to the farther north, we have learned recently that there is another pack, the Wild Guardians, and they don't get along too well with the Eternal Hunger. It seems like every time the Eternal Hunger tries to push north a little bit, the Wild Guardians are doing what's in their name. They are guarding and protecting something to the north. Um, there's 
whispers of a sacred grove uh, that they protect against all outsiders, Duskin or otherwise. To the south, of course, we've got the front lines of a battle that happens in silence. Vampires versus Lycan. On the front lines here are, of course, the Pack of the Eternal Hunger, and then to the south, the first vampire houses uh, on that line are houses Calthea and Krakata. The Pack of the Eternal Hunger knows these two houses as vicious, incredibly proficient fighters and trap makers, but they are the ones that keep the Eternal Hunger from moving further south. Of course, Eternal Hunger it's right there in the name. They have had trouble maintaining hunting grounds that can support their growing numbers. And with the prey diminishing, the hunts yielding less and less every time, they've tried to expand. But west, the city, to the east, dark forests that disappear every scouting party that they send into. To the north, this other lichen group that won't allow them to encroach. And to the south, a silent battleground. Not many places to go. And so, when Luca Brusca comes in, these Duskin hunters that we met in episode one and have been uh, hunting Duskin uh, sort of quietly throughout this campaign so far, when they come in, it's bad news. And now we've arrived at this camp. This is a Timberjack camp belonging to uh, one of the roving groups of Timberjacks that make up uh, some of the, the big industry of the Pack of the Eternal Hunger. This camp has been ransacked. It seems like Luca Brusca got here first, but they the camp was able to fend them off. The real death blow for this camp, this camp being the one that Chu's brother had been working at, the real death blow for this camp seems to have been an attack and sabotage by vampires. The group finds ourselves here making camp as the sun begins to come up. Traveling nocturnally for now because we do have a ghost with us, even though it was maybe against Chu's uh, better instincts to include a non-eternal uh, non hunger member to this party. We find ourselves bedding down for the day on the pelts left uh, when this camp was abandoned. Unbeknownst to Chu's gang, Illyria has snuck off into the night. Who are you? What are you? This 
shifting mass of vines and underbrush sways in the wind. The sun has come up, and it's been a while since Illyria experienced daytime like this. The whole castle is on a nocturnal cycle, and so as the sun comes up, Illyria squints, and the sun filters through this creature in front of them. This is the underbrush. Illyria takes a step back. The underbrush shifts sort of uncomfortably, and it itself shifts back away from Illyria, non-threateningly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've... You followed me. You've helped me. I... But I don't understand why. I don't understand. I'm sorry. Can I help you? How did you find me? How did you... What what made you decide to keep me fed, to keep me protected? There were times on the road where... I could have been sick, I could have starved. I could have died just outside of Dongreet. I didn't like how those... They called themselves Expeditioneers, but... I knew what they were, and apparently so did you, because... They heard something in the forest, they went off, and I never saw them again. I want to say thank you. I don't know what you are or why you're here, but... And Illyria takes a step forward, puts a hand out, a little shaky. There are claws at the end of it, because after the appearance of Ravenu, all of the werewolves are a little bit more on edge. They've got a little bit more of that werewolf instinct and a lot more of that hunger. The creature shambles forward. Wind rustling through its branches in what almost sounds like an attempt to communicate. But it's uncertain. However, the vines grow out, suddenly sprouting and flowering uh, in maybe a hand, maybe just a tendril, and joins with Illyria's hand. The two of us stand here silently. Thank you. Suddenly a creaking from inside this creature, which stands uh, two heads taller than Illyria, a creaking from within it as vines shift out of the way, moss rumbles to one side, and from the torso of this creature, if a mound can be called a torso, emerges what seems almost like a staff. And yet it's marked with familiar markings for Illyria. This 
This is from... This is from my scanned up north. How did you get this? Are you from the Oxpens? I've got a lot of questions. I just... I've been calling you the Underbrush. Do you have a name? Do you have... The stick, the staff, emerges from its chest and just falls limply forward into Illyria's hands. It's carved with a an eel pattern uh, around the upper edge, um, uh, around the, the upper end. This eel pattern, um, it ends in an open mouth up at, the, up at the top and then curls down around the staff and the feel is light but strong like driftwood. I know these markings. These are from my home. Did you bring this here? And why? Meanwhile, back at the camp. Chu, it has been a restless sleep for you. You lie here on these pelts, which, although you didn't mention it, these were the pelts where your brother slept. This was his tent. Uh, in this little camp of about a dozen, uh, you are having a hard time sleeping with this camp that had been run off by the many enemies that you now see in your mind's eye flitting through the forest on all sides. I think Chu is still reminiscing on her basically religious experience of meeting the beast, the the beast of all beasts, and just everything that has happened that has led her to this point, where, you know, a few days ago, she was just simply helping a new pup find their legs, and now she is outside of Castle Bounds, trying to find the rest of the Eternal Hunger because people are enroaching on their territory. Indeed, Chu has been kind of a, certainly uh, one of the more powerful leaders among the students at the school, but that's, you know, still just a student gang now. There's some responsibility on your shoulders. You saw the state of all of these refugees that flowed south. These are your people and they've been attacked. Luca Brusca, it sounds like potentially a vampire element as well. And so you went north to try and reconnect with a larger pack. And that's when you saw the beast. You saw Ravinu, this massive, massive direwolf. The moon's own daughter, deep den mother, hunger itself. Of course, your mission can't do anything but succeed. It's been blessed. This appearance by hunger itself, no one sees hunger itself. It is said to lurk the woods and occasionally it is spotted by your people um, uh, as they uh, make their nomadic way through the forests here. Uh, it's said that this direwolf resides somewhere far up north uh, near the Oxbands, but it being this far south, it must be a sign, it must be. You hear some shuffling uh, outside your tent. Hey, Chew. It's uh, it is your sort of main lieutenant, Steel. 
Yeah. What's up, Steel? Um, I've been keeping an eye out for, you know, our people here. Um, it seems like most of us got pretty well fed, but Monty, uh, you know, the, the werebears are a little harder to, to keep satiated. I mean, we're all feeling it, I know, but he's out of his tent. I heard him crash out someplace and he probably went hunting and I'm I'm a little worried that if he goes off some of the rest of them are going to as well hmm. you can feel it chew this same hunger which stays with you all the time you learn to live with it somewhat uh, but after the appearance of Robinu it is overtaking all of you or quite Ravenous indeed Indeed, I never should have done it. I never should have made it. Yeah, made <laughs> I never should have tried for something like that with you on this show. <laughs> Are we going to let him hunt or do we want to go after him? Hmm. I don't want other people running off alone. Yeah. If we're going to hunt, we should hunt at least in pairs and let other people know that they're hunting so we're not thinking that he got ambushed yeah all right i can send out some pairs yeah um, and uh i'll go look pairs for pairs <laughs> yeah we'll make up some bear pairs <laughs> <laughs> They can hunt for just the bear necessities. Hey, look, I know you're a little loopy. Chew, <laughs> I know you've been through a lot. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> a little humor for a dark situation, Steel. Help steal the nerves. I'm gonna go find Monty. Okay. And he turns around and leaves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome. The the sun is high in the sky at this point, which uh, for Lycan isn't so much a bother. Um, you definitely hunt a bit better at night, uh, but as you are, you know, looking around at the day, unlike a vampire, unlike a ghost, you don't find yourself feeling, uh, you know, harmed or made uncomfortable by the presence of the sun. Uh, just a little different than you're used to because you've been on Duskin time for quite a while now. Um, it also makes you pretty visible. It's a little tough when you are dealing with someone like Luca Brusca, who probably hunted the daytime, uh, considering they are not Duskin. Um, but it might make you, it might make traveling a bit easier um, if you were trying to evade vampires, because they must travel almost ex uh, exclusively nocturnally. Yeah. So that's where we find ourselves as Steel heads off into uh, into, the, into the rest of the camp, uh, rousing a couple of people. You've had, I would call it, a short rest by most terms, even though this system doesn't really use those terms. Um, you've had uh, a, a quick kip, as it were, Looking around into the other tents here, uh, as the stench of the sabotaged food supply uh, wafts out from the cave and 
boy, it is tough not to feel that it's kind of appetizing <laughs> being as hungry as you are. Even even the rotten food, just, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. But looking around at these other tents, you notice that Illyria is gone as well. Um, the rest of the camp seems to be pretty much intact. Um, the rest of your gang seems to be here. Um, and uh, as Steel starts to rouse some of them, um, mm -hmm. I believe you had mentioned you were going to consider kind of what this camp had to offer in the way of supplies, yes? Yeah. I think in light of uh, Monty running off, and she has no idea why Illyria's run off, maybe just assuming that Illyria's also uh, feeling a little hungry. Sure. Uh, it's going to, I think, help Steel organize the remain the gang into kind of a couple like rotations. Mm -hmm. Start having some of the more hungry people go in pairs to go out and hunt for a little bit, not super far, but you know, keep it tight. Another group sort of keeping guard, keeping watch, and then another couple people helping rummage through this camp for any supplies. Food might be rotten, but there might be, like, rope? Other things that people need? Backpacks. Sure. Yeah. Stuff. Packs, tools, uh, potentially some weapons. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's make a couple of different roles here. The first is going to be um, in regards to how well you are able to keep your crew kind of satisfied, how well your administration is sort of going down here. Um, this is going to be, uh, I'm going to call this a challenge rating of three. That would probably normally be two, but... Everyone's pretty hungry right now, so go ahead. Um, that number doesn't mean quite as much to you as, uh, remember you just, you you roll your entire facet. Um, so go ahead and flip your werewolf facet for me, which means you're gonna flip a coin four times. Tell me how many heads you get. You are trying to meet or beat a two. Okay, I've got one so far. Cool. One. Yeah. One head, one tail. Another tail. Uh -oh. Tail. <laughs> She's also pretty hungry. You are also pretty hungry. You look around at your party and as Steel gets them in line, um, uh, it's more of a huddle, I think. That is that is how y'all operate best, these, these little pack huddles. Um, uh, Steel gets them into a huddle. You see bleary eyes. Um, you hear low growls and whines from your crew as every sound in the forest suddenly snaps them to attention. Every rustling leaf, every, every bird sound means potentially food. Uh, and this crew is disorganized. They are distracted. Looking oh, out into the forest, <laughs> um, you yourself uh, suddenly snap over your shoulder as you hear uh, the sounds of rustling in the leaves, and it turns out it is Illyria returning back to camp. Um, oh, are, are we moving? Um, trying to figure out how to best satiate a little bit of the bite of 
travel. Uh, <laughs> um, stick. <laughs> oh, I found it in the woods. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> see if this is. <laughs> Let's see how. Um, now, uh, this is technically an opposed check, uh, but. I don't have any great skill in lying, and you don't. I, I unless again, unless you you uh, have got a different facet here, you want to start to explore. Um, I don't know that you've got necessarily any like your werewolfness doesn't necessarily make you a better lie detector. I don't think so. I'm just gonna. We're I mean, each gonna would I be better at sniffing out some uh, lie? I will <laughs> allow it. I tell you what, um, it kind of doesn't matter. Because I flipped tails. <laughs> so, um, very transparent. If nothing else, from the fact that it's carved, but also because Illyria is holding it real close to the chest right now. Um, again, kind of a kind of a staff, uh, and uh, it's got this sort of like double, sort of like hardened wood prongs up at the top where this this eel's jaws are kind of open, um, and. Uh, I mean, clearly, just with the way that they're holding it, this isn't just a stick they found in the woods. Yeah. Pup, you gotta get better at lying. That was really bad. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I mean, if you're gonna lie, I mean, kudos. <laughs> lying, too. But also... Get better at it? I, I'm sorry. Um, I... Yeah, I, I I don't know why it's here, but this is something from my village up north. Um, typically, there would be a, a spearhead attached to the top of this. Um, if I had my spearhead, uh, this is probably where I would put it, but I can fight with this. <laughs> um, and again, I, I, I'm not sure what it's doing here. I mean, that makes two of us, but... I'm not inclined to take it away from you. Why don't we dig through this camp? There's... They wrecked all the food, but for sure there's probably something we can find that we might be able to fashion into a spearhead, maybe? For you, so it's not just... Big stick. Alright. Um... I'll help however I can. Two. You got that's two heads. Huh. Fantastic. You don't even need to flip yeah. more because once you've yeah. beat it, you've beat it. Um, uh, in spite of the fact that your crew is very distracted, once again, any noise, uh, suddenly you'll see heads whip around, teeth bared, and then they settle for a moment. They're able to focus just enough on kind of, uh, well, ransacking this camp for what seems to be the second time in a week. Um, you know who this camp belongs to. You know that they don't have use for it right now. Um, it is, frankly, it is kind of an imperative in your pack to not waste any resources. So just leaving these things here would be kind of a, a, a morally negative thing to do for, for y'all's value system. So taking anything you can find, it's the right thing to do. Um, you look around and you you definitely, uh, you've got a, um, a handful, maybe half a dozen of these 
crossbow bolts. Um, they had been stuck into trees, um, used as like hanging for gear, but these are Luca Brusca bolts. They have got runes carved into them, and Illyria, as as you start to sort of pull them out of trees and kind of examine them, uh, they appear to be otherwise pretty plain, other than these slowly fading um, uh, runes uh, that have kind of a, uh, a fire ember glow to them, as if they were sort of on fire from the inside. Illyria says, those, those runes have been, they, they imbue the weapon with a kind of a, a power of sunlight. They're particularly damaging to Duskin. These are Luca Brusca weapons. Then we are absolutely taking them with us. Uh, if we run into our not so friendly Duskin friends. If you catch my drift. Illyria nods. The conversation y'all had last night, where Illyria definitely expressed being uncomfortable with going up against other Duskin, that sort of shows on their face right now. But they haven't lived like you've lived. <laughs> it's not the most pleasant thing to think about, but out here... It is us versus them right now. It's not the same as it is in the castle. It's... It, it's their weapons. It's Luca Brusca weapons. These are... They're dedicated to killing us. Illyria actually like grabs a um, a knife, which was the last bit. It's a it's a like a broken chipped knife, but it is Luca Brusca also. This will cut you just as deep as it'll cut in the vampire. And these people are hunting us. I've seen it. We're going to use their weapons? If it keeps us safe. They may use these weapons against us, but there's nothing stopping us from taking them to keep ourselves safe. We gotta take everything we got. Illyria catches a whiff of the sabotaged food. That was done by vampires. Igor determined that uh, last night when we first arrived. To members of the Eternal Hunger Pack, destroying food is one of the most cardinal sins. It is, it is a dire act of violence, and Illyria starts to feel that for themselves. Being as hungry as they are, Illyria starts to understand a bit of how you're feeling. Doesn't necessarily agree, but certainly is starting to understand. And nods, uh, takes this chipped knife and chucks it over into the pile of the other Luca Brusco weapons. Um, and as, as y'all look around, um, uh, you definitely find gear. You find uh, a few packs. Uh, it seems like some of them were taken with the refugees as they left the camp, whatever they were able to grab on their way out. But um, there are uh, three... Uh, sort of, I guess we would call them adventuring packs in RPG terms. Um, they definitely seem specific to timberjacking, so saw bands that are meant to be attached to handles, ropes, uh, climbing gear designed for trees, you know, uh, little little spikes that you can uh, uh, strap onto your boots, that sort of thing. Um, uh, and then just kind of general sort of camp making stuff. So uh, pitch for, for making uh, torches, 
you don't necessarily need to keep a tally on this. I'm going to go ahead and say that if you if you dig in for something adventuring gear-y, um, you can go ahead and find it. Um, and uh, we'll call these packs sort of like grab bags. We're kind of going to use the Dungeon World system uh, and say that each pack has three uses. Um, and so every time you go to one of these three packs, um, you can just spend a use to grab any old piece of adventuring or Timberjack gear out of there that you wish. Uh, and so we've got, I guess, a total of nine uses, which is considerable. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Igor, you are awake as well um, as these. You, you certainly have not gotten like, y'all haven't gotten a great night's sleep, but everyone's restless. Um, Igor, it is daytime, which does make it more challenging for you. Um, you can sort of like dodge underneath tents, but... As we kind of explored last time, it's going to be really hard for you to move during the day without kind of fading off. Um, what is it you're doing right now as you watch the rest of uh, the pack sort of work on work on ransacking? <laughs> um, and I guess I will leave chat with that question. Uh, what does Igor get up to? And we'll bounce back to you in just a second. Jem uh, says, Storytelling by Sam is a great way to end my day. Today, Storytelling by Sam and Darby, which is very exciting. Um, Hogwarts Hippie, let's see. Um, uh, I do want to say a hi, by the way, to Mr. Halfbit. How's it going, Halfbit? Um, we are playing a bit of Silver Bullet. Uh, we're getting into uh, the second scroll of this, which is just kind of part two of this campaign. Uh, and I figured we can try something a little bit different, um, a little bit more streamlined. It's definitely handy because uh, I was feeling like, especially with the alchemy stuff, but I was feeling a little bit limited by uh, what Iron Sworn was letting me do. <laughs> when y'all wanted to like make some alchemy stuff, I didn't want you to be limited to plus one to one of your five stats, and that's about all you can make. Um, okay, so chat, if y'all wanna be thinking about what you, what Igor is getting up to here. Um, I eagerly await to oh see what happens. Good God. <laughs> you, were, you did such a good job last time you were on. You did such a good job resisting the temptation, and now the fiend is back. <laughs> Never escape. Your hand like faded into your your green screen behind it, and so you looked like a genie that was sort of dissolving for a second. It was wild. <laughs> hey, T-Rex. Instead of wishes, I grant you uh, puns. <laughs> the pun genie. Put it back. Put it back in the bottle. Get it out of here. Ow. Don't put me back. You can't cap or... Hmm. I have to capitalize on these uh, <laughs> puns. I can't just bottle them up. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Don't boo me, I'm right! <laughs> Growling and whines come from your party as they uh, continue to try and sift through this, but at this point, the noise, uh, the noises from the forest have become too much, and uh, Steel is barely able to catch uh, some of these before they start to run off. Um, he sort of slams them shoulder to shoulder together and says, No, no, you two, you two, you stay together, you go and hunt, you're gonna be the first one, um, uh, you two next. Uh, bye. Somebody find Monty. All right, I caught a scent moving uh, moving west, so find Monty while you're out there. But 
Until then, you stay together. You stick to your pairs, all right? These two pairs are going to go first, and then we're going to send cycles out after that. Steel kind of nods tersely to you like, oh boy, this is going to be a project today. Um, oh, yeah. Illyria is still clutching this stick, and although this kind of chipped knife would make a pretty good spearhead, um, Illyria is still looking at it with some significant distaste and leaves it uh, sort of in the communal Luca Brusca weapons here. Do you distribute these packs out? How do you, um, basically you've got these adventuring packs, which are just like gear, and then you've got these Luca Brusca weapons. She's gonna hold on to the Luca Brusca weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, as, you know, we're gathering resources, but she really does not want people willy-nilly wielding these things around, especially if they're getting real hungry. Yep. Uh, so she's going to hold on to those. One pack's going to go to Steel. I think I'll pass a pack to Illyria. And one more to another member of the, of the group. All right. One who's not, like, chomping at the bit going nuts for hungry. Um, yeah. Illyria gets one pack, Steel gets one pack, uh, and then um, you've got a another member of your group, um, a, uh, he's a dwarf lad, pretty young, um, he's sort of like looking around uh, in the forest uh, anxiously as, as members of the gang just sort of tear out and around in the forest. He was another like born lichen, these instincts are going to get to him someday, but right now uh, it seems that he's he's got his head down underneath it. That kid's getting another pack. Bobby, here you go. Bobby takes it, sort of looks at it in awe, like I've been trusted with pack, uh, and uh, straps it on with some with with a solemn look on his face. You you said there's a like saw band or something um, in the pack. Is there any um, or like spikes for the shoes? Is there mm -hmm. something that she could maybe at a Illyria's pack? fashion something pointy that can go on the end of the staff if they're still reticent to use the Luca Brusca. Yeah, you you gesture Illyria over and uh, they they turn so you can rummage through the pack on their back. Um and uh yeah, we're, we'll we'll go ahead and expend one use and we will turn this uh we'll fix a spearhead into this thing. Oh boy, this is kind of vicious, but uh, it looks like a uh, a spile. Uh, which <laughs> I I didn't know what it was uh, until we had started to read um, uh, Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. She gets the for the thing and then it blah, blah, precisely it's the it's the thing for the stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it is a a little sharp tube, essentially like a hollow nail um, that uh, you go ahead and pound into a tree so that the sap pours out. Um, it's gonna be effective <laughs> as a spearhead. Illyria nods and says, I I'm not quite as good with teeth and claws as the rest of you are yet, but this, this I can work with. <laughs> Crashes in the woods. It's far away up to the north. You feel the hunger swell inside you and uh, Steel, he catches the first pair that start to run off toward it. Um, but then he himself just sort of lets go and almost drops down to all fours, growling. Illyria is looking around in a panic. What was that? What is that? And Steel turns around and just says, <sighs> Hunger. 
It's revenue. Darby. Yeah. Is Chu going to try and seize this opportunity? Five minutes. We get to look for five minutes and we come back. Got it? <laughs> As these lichen tumble into the forests, um, many of them, even in their humanoid forms, have dropped to all fours and... As you go, uh, the smell becomes deeper and deeper. Hunger itself is here. You know, you can smell it. Um, that is an overpowering aura of, of hunger, but also home. There's a sense of belonging. There's a sense that wherever this scent moves, that's where you can call home. Uh, that's where it will be safe. That's where, that's where the prey will be plenty. Um, and you tear off in the forests. This is going to be, uh, I think because it's kind of distant, I'm gonna call this a, we're gonna, I'm gonna flip three here. Ooh, uh, you got two tails, gotta beat two. Three. Excellent, you beat it. Um, not only are you able to uh, close in on this scent, you sense yourself getting closer and closer. Um, you feel yourself, you've never felt so lichen, never felt so canine in your humanoid form um, as you close in on this scent. But not only that, but you're able to keep your party largely together. It sounds like maybe a half mile away. You hear Steel uh, up ahead shout back over his shoulder, it's still this far south. Why? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> the paws and hands and feet tear through the forest floor here. Um, and you come upon um, a valley. You skid up to the edge of this rocky outcropping and um, the, the forested valley below uh, stretches out in front of you. It's not an enormous valley. Um, it, it sort of seems to funnel off in the distance. To the west, you can see water, wide water. Um, you suspect that this is probably the northern river that flows down into the towers. Before then, there is this just, it's a swamp, it looks like. Um, kind of on the on the edge of the river here. This marsh, you've heard about it. You've heard it used to be pretty well settled in ages, ages past. Um, but uh, now it is a, a marshy wilderness. Not necessarily your favorite hunting grounds, but it's, it's down there. But between that marsh, which appears to be um, uh, maybe 10, 15 miles off, between you uh, and that marsh here in the middle, it's this valley. And in the valley, down, down at the, the base of this valley. You can see, once again, trees being pushed aside. And now, as the rest of the pack skids up to this little rocky outcropping, and Illyria sidles up next to you, there's no doubting it now. And indeed, whereas before you just saw trees moving from side to side now, you see the creature itself. It is a dire wolf the size of a small ship. Um, it has got uh, arrows lodged in its back, uh, arrows and spears, and uh, as it crashes through, there seems to be maybe some pain, but it is absolutely charging through it. And it appears to be hunting something that you can't see uh, in the forest below. What do you do? I mean, 
companions. Is this not a sign that we're on the right path? The true good path? And it, she is on the hunt! It must be. It's gotta be. Uh, did, 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 uh, Bonte and the other people who went off hunting happen to join our comrades as we ran? Since they felt probably, hopefully, the pull of the hunger, too? Comrades, yes. Um, let's see if Monty is still in the wind. This is just gonna be a luck check, so I'm just doing it on my side. Um, yeah. I'm calling this unlikely, which means I'm gonna flip two coins, and if either one of them is tails, that's bad news. <laughs> bad news bears, sorry, Monty. Bad news bear, indeed. Um, Monty is currently nowhere to be seen. Shoot. Now, your instincts are good here. It is very, very possible. He is also wild hunger. It's not like he's from a different pack or something. He's wild hunger. Yeah. He's gonna feel drawn to this thing just like y'all are. Uh, I think Chu is just gonna very quickly mark a tree in some way. Cool. Just pointing down at the valley, just like a quick little arrow. Uh, yeah, y'all have signs um, um, that you use, like you, you used a couple of them to follow to get to the camp where you're at. It, it's quick, you you slash out and you get this tree, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so hopefully Monty will still feel the pull. Mm -hmm. um, and if he makes his way down this, makes his way over here, he can see hopefully some markings. Yeah. Uh, but Chew is like, Revenue is hunting, and how many chances, how many opportunities have anyone ever had to hunt alongside the progenitor? She's like... Um, and the, the answer to that question is virtually no one. These are the sort of things, hunting alongside Ravenu, this is the sort of thing of legend. No living person can claim uh, to have hunted alongside hunger itself, and you've got the chance now, so yeah. Uh, what is it that you, uh, I mean, you, you're like, your people are already starting to sort of like stumble and climb down this rock face mm -hmm. here. Is there, um, the path that Ravidu is taking, um, is there a, like, smoother decline that we can follow along, that we can kind of, like, run parallel to her, but also still make our way down towards her? Um, we'll call it a roll, but I think probably yes. Um, I mean, just finding a route, especially when you're not, like, occupied by anything. Um, I, just the one. That was it. <laughs> Uh, I've got my eye on you, Darby. Tails. <laughs> Heads. Okay, excellent. You beat it, which means you are already good to go. Um, uh, as uh, as as uh, Ravenu runs through the forest, you can see you can't see her face yet, but um, this enormous wolf. Uh, you can definitely see her back, her tail uh, as she c crashes against trees. It would be funny to anyone else, I think, if it weren't so powerful for you. Uh, it would be a little bit like watching a very big dog hunt a very small mouse in like a, a crowded kitchen. Uh, just c crashing against stuff, banging around. Um, but you do indeed see a, a route uh, by which you could sort of follow in parallel and then gradually slope down toward it. Um, and uh, uh, you head off in that direction. Steel. Um, hollers off to the ones who'd already begun to climb down and says, No, we follow! Come on! 
He begins to sort of like call out some of your more familiar sort of sounds. Uh, there are growls and yelps involved, but uh, this is how y'all signal to each other when you're actually on the hunt. Um, but it essentially means what you have dictated there. As she's going, not super frequently, but every once in a while, marking a tree. Uh, yeah. Hopes that Monty and the others will find it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, down near the roots, uh, little slashes, little scuffs and scrapes in the tree bark. Maybe wouldn't mean much to anyone else, but to a hack member, they're as good as a roadmap. All right, let's take a look at Igor. Jem says, so why can't Igor travel well during the day? Did I miss something? Um, it is because, yes, uh, because Igor is a ghost. Not like a vampire where they will be like burned and injured by it, but it makes you sort of fade. It makes it much harder for you to manifest in the physical world. Uh, and we've talked about before, like how when you sort of forget you exist, you sort of like recede back into this kind of imaginary mental cave. Um, the sunlight sort of pushes you further back into that cave away from the material world. Um, so that's what that's all about. Uh, now, it is definitely possible for you to do, but it will be more challenging for you to exert yourself in the material world. You're, you're fairly resourceful, uh, but I don't think you've got anything necessarily uh, in your skill set. Like being a ghost or being an alchemist doesn't necessarily help you like craft shelter for yourself. And so, we've got one tails. This is what you're opposing. Um, you get you get to flip one for just basic effort and it's tails. You are hunting around for something, anything to use, but as you try to grab the tarp off of the uh, off of the, the covering of these tents, um, as you try to like pull up the stakes, as you try to grab anything, one of these pelts off the ground that might work uh, to cover yourself up from the sun, you can't. Next time you need to use your ghost powers, you're gonna be flipping with one fewer coins, which is, means just one coin. Um, so, uh, now this this question of the disguise kit <laughs> is is Igor as a ghost gonna be able to put this thing on? And I would say we can certainly make an attempt. Let's find out. I tell you what, first one was a heads. The challenge one was a heads, which means there's no tails to beat here. Um, Igor, you grab this stuff out of the bindle stick. It's one of the few items in here that you really like kind of know what it does. You start to just smear it on yourself. <laughs> it's a little bit like Polyjuice Potion. It's not gonna change your height or anything, but it will definitely like make a very, very convincing moving mask. Igor, you start to rush off into the forest yourself. Um, as the sunlight streams down on you, unlike moonlight, which has now begun to feel sort of warm and welcoming like sunlight once did, now sunlight feels cold and distant. Um, and you feel yourself getting a little bit more distant as well. However, being covered from the sun in this disguise, it seems to be doing something to help out. And so for right now, you're kind of faring okay. Now, will it continue to stay on you if you suddenly go into a mist form or something? Remains to be seen. We shall find out, but, um, <laughs> hold on, so I can blend in better. I thought that a moving tree, you know what? I actually kind of love this. Um, so, Gems has said something to blend in better. 
Y'all recently threw this stuff at a tree. And so maybe, uh, just maybe, this thing can function. You know what? You rolled, <laughs> you flipped two heads. <laughs> there is still a lip. No one can see this yet because you haven't met up with any of us quite yet. Um, <laughs> there's still a little bit of Professor Barsarand in there. But it is a Professor Barsaran that looks to be made out of the tree bark of that tree that you chucked this clay against to figure out what it does. And so you've just covered yourself with this stuff and you look down at your arms and stuff and it does appear to be sort of a bark skin-like texture. Um, it looks absolutely wild and so you are now a camouflaged ghost running through the forest after your werewolf friends. Um, which, of course, of course, mm, Darby. You know what? I thought I think I think putting it in chat showed a great deal of restraint, and so I'm actually gonna say thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was really trying to branch out there uh, instead of sticking to my roots. You know what I mean? Didn't want to leave you in too much of a tight spot. Trying to respond to these puns live. Was that okay? I'm gonna snap. Um, <laughs> Our ghost friend rushes through the forest, uh, and uh, off in the distance, you can see uh, up on this stone outcropping um, your companions. This party that you came here with, uh, you definitely feel yourself struggling to maintain composure and uh, your corporeal form, Igor, but you're here, you're in it right now, and uh, as you catch a glimpse of them, suddenly they continue to rush off uh, down a, a shallow slope um, alongside a valley up in front of you. Um, as you uh, as you do so, uh, Chu, you are out in front, spurred on by your, your fervor uh, and uh, by your pack behind you. I think some, some pack tactics. Cool. Uh, I think some of the, having some of the slower members of the pack just meet up with Ravenue uh, and then having herself and some other speedier members uh, try and cut off this uh, whatever is being chased. Sure. Fantastic. Um, go ahead. Uh, this is going to be kind of a complicated maneuver, but you've done it before. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, flip three here. Let's see what it takes. And you, of course, are going to be able to, uh, against a one, try to beat a one for me with your four. <laughs> Okay. Darby, do mm, you think tails. you can manage that? Tails. Uh-oh. Heads. Okay, good. You can meet it at least. Heads. Fantastic. Okay. Um, you tear alongside this thing, and um, you begin to bark out orders. You can say it in English, of course, whatever it is you wish to say, but... Bark uh, out orders, huh? Sing. But literally, but I mean it literally, Darby. Darby, it's not a pun if I'm meaning it literally. Darby, oh. Darby, reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you said it. I did say it. Uh, no, no, but you're, uh, you are actually like, there are barks and uh, growls and stuff that you use to indicate to your pack. Like it's a shorthand. It's actually quicker than speaking in the common tongue. Uh, and yep. uh, you, you send some of your slower ones. Uh, I think Bobby was one of them. Uh, you sent Bobby and uh, some of the rest down into uh, this little ravine here, uh, down into this valley to try and catch up with Revenue, while you and some of the rest of the faster members of your group, including Steel, try to get out in front of whatever Revenue is currently hunting. 
Footsteps pad across leaves, rushing through the forest. You hear sliding behind you uh, of, you know, shale uh, valley sides as your companions crash through. Much quieter than just a regular person would, but still, you're on the hunt right now. Uh, and they head down into uh, into the, the path of Ravenu. As you start to make your way around the front, it is a hard sprint. Um, you begin to get exhausted. You are winded here, but you are spurred on by the 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 just the passion of seeing this thing in front of you. No one alive gets to say even what you could say now, much less hunting something with revenue, which is about to be what happens. And you arrive in a uh, a little area that you deem to be perfect for the eventual ambush. You can hear. <laughs> You can hear the hunt crashing in your direction, and you end up at a clearing. Uh, it's sort of a a long clearing, a long narrow clearing uh, along a creek bed. Um, this creek seems to have uh, dried up a bit um, and is mostly stagnant water at this point. Uh, and so, um, as you as you set up your people, um, hidden behind trees in bushes. Again, even your most, you know, even your humanoid people are crouching low to the ground on all fours, teeth bared and more canine than usual, claws out from their hands. Maybe a little bristle of hair on the back of their neck where there wouldn't normally be. You get set up. You await whatever is coming, whatever's being chased by revenue. There is a flurry of uh, of movement uh, as suddenly the the creature crashes out of uh, the forest, and you see the creature is revenue. It stops just before this clearing. Um, it sniffs the air, and whatever it was chasing. You don't see it immediately. Go ahead and please, please uh, hit me with uh, your uh, werewolf facet. You gotta beat one. Gnarled trees sink their roots Heads. deep in. Excellent. Okay. Tails. Tails. <laughs> Come on, you got this. One more. Gnarled roots dive deep into damp oh. soil here. Oh, is it the bush? As revenue paces back and forth, there is whining, but it's deep and resonant, just simply because of the size of the hunger. As you watch, and you listen, and you smell, there's another scent on the wind. It is lichen. But it's not eternal hunger. This is something else. You catch a little bit of movement. It's a tree root that moves like it shouldn't. A branch that sways down out of the way as revenue stalks past it. And of course, when I say stalking, I mean plunging down paws the size of ale barrels uh, into the wet dirt down below. 
you see a tree move out of its way. A quiet creak of wood rubbing against wood as this entire tree with its roots moving like weird little spider legs shifts ever so slightly and you see the thing that Ravenu was pursuing. What do you do? Uh-huh. Uh, I think she's going to signal at the tree uh, and then take a jump at it herself. You're going for it. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Now is the time to prove yourself. Um, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, there is, there's sort of a this thing's gonna be tough. However, you do have the jump on it, so I'm gonna reduce it by one. Um, let's see what you need to give me. It's still two. You, you're gonna get to flip all four, but you you quietly, uh, you just sort of like give it one of those, uh, <laughs> you know how dogs just sort of chuff? Like, yeah, yeah. you give one of those and you lunge. Trying to beat two. Tails. Tails? Heads. Okay. Tails. Okay. <laughs> you need one more just to match. Heads. You match at the very least, which means that you're gonna you're gonna get it, but it might get you as well here. Um, you lunge forward, and uh, this creature spins around suddenly. Um, it seems to be, it seems, it's, it smells familiar. It smells lichen to you. Um, as it stomps around, you can see that it's, it's weird little, uh, legs are, are stomping into the mud down below as you run forward and lunge. And at the last second, uh, it turns and catches you with a, um, uh, with one of its bows. You manage to sink your teeth into it uh, and your claws, which they're definitely there. You might not be fully, um, uh, fully lichenated right now, but you are definitely, you're definitely dangerous. Um, and you do manage to deal some damage here. Um, you hear a grunt uh, from somewhere in the branches of this tree. As you plunge your claws and teeth into this tree, uh, you hear this grunting, and uh, you definitely manage to hurt it, but uh, you yourself also are hurt, which means that uh, you you just get batted to the side. It didn't see you coming. Um, Next time, you need to flip your one of your facets. In this case, you've only got the one, so uh, next time you need to, you're only going to flip three instead of four uh, until you can sort of shake this off um, because you do get banged in the back of the neck. uh, meanwhile, your pack around you is going to go in uh, for the attack as well. And Ravenu <laughs> resonant through the forest, uh, a growl as Ravenu sees what is happening and suddenly towering over both you and the tree, leans in. <laughs> Its jaws slam shut around some of the upper branches of this tree, uh, and your pack attacks. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do some flipping here to figure out what happens next. Uh, do you want to go ahead and flip for your pack? Um, let's go ahead and have you. Um, 
Illyria is not, Illyria's gonna sort of work independently because Illyria doesn't know all of your like signals and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll follow like orders, but doesn't know all the signals. Um, I'm gonna say for your pack, let's go ahead and make this, we'll say three coins. Okay. Um, so that's sort of like the, 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 the roughly the facet here. Um, and it is going to flip against this tree uh, that is currently kind of caught up against. Ooh, ooh, baby. Okay, um, you have to beat a three. Uh, All three uh, of them came up tails. Already gonna be a no. I've flipped the tails. Copy that. As Ravenu chomps down on the upper branches, circling around, uh, Ravenu is looking down and around at the members of your gang here. Um, although Ravenu is, I mean, essentially worshipped by your pack as a quasi-deity, Ravenu is still a beast. Um, and that means a couple of things. First of all, you're not gonna have a conversation with Ravenu, but it also means that Ravenu doesn't need a conversation. Ravenu senses instinctively you are members of her pack. Um, and uh, so in a way you are all her children as uh, <laughs> um, uh, after a fashion. And so um, you are in no danger from Ravenu. Um, but it doesn't necessarily understand the tactics that we're using here, and certainly doesn't know what the deal is with me. Uh, as as uh, Illyria jumps off and stabs this spile into the tree, um, at which point we hear in common tongue, "Damn it!" from inside the tree, and as the branches shift around, this tree is moving like a sort of stocky wooden tank. Um, it has crawling legs and branches that lash out, but it moves like a tank, and as these branches shift to one side, for just a moment, Chu catches a glimpse of something that nobody else sees. There's a knot, kind of a, kind of a hole in the tree, and inside that knot in the tree, you see a face. It's a person's face. Uh, appears to be um, an elf uh, with sort of like kind of pale gray skin um, uh, and kind of a, a sandy brown hair. Um, this elf is inside the tree. Uh, and uh, as this spile lodges in the side, um, you can see some of the effort of this tree sort of like shifting around, uh, trying to buck Illyria off. And you can see that this elf is, there is a pilot in this tank. Mm. I would like to get the pilot out. <laughs> okay. If I can. Like, the branches are shifting. I think Chu's gonna try and look for an opportunity to just, like, stick a hand in and grab his face. Just reach in there and grab it? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now that you know kind of what you're listening for, in between the, like, grunts of effort, you can hear a low kind of chanting. You rush forward. You've got these these tree climbing spiles, uh, which means that uh, I'm gonna go ahead and you're gonna get an extra. You can go ahead and flip for five now. Um, this is a fairly challenging maneuver, though I will say, um, to try and like actually get up onto this thing and make an attack with such precision. So let's see how you do. Oh, I flipped three. They all came up tails. 
you get to flip. You get to flip five, but you you gotta beat three. One. Excellent. You you rush forward and you make your leap and you land on the on the trunks. So, second roll was a tails. Copy. Tails. Okay, you reach forward and it bats your hand out of the way. Heads. Fantastic. You managed to climb up closer and get a grip just on the on the side of this little hole in the tree. Heads. So mixed, right? Because that's uh, me to beat it. You reach in and you manage to get your arm up to the shoulder inside this tree. Um, mm -hmm. And as you do, it closes around your arm. Mm, ow, that hurts. However, you do have your arm inside this thing and you can feel you're, you're sort of scratching and flailing around inside there um you hear continue <laughs> yeah uh can i she was i don't know how transformed she is but can she as she's reaching in like really shift that arm so it's just bigger meteor claws you know <laughs> mr crab style just like really just trying to like not kill this dude, but just get him to shut up and stop chanting. Yeah, get him. Get, yeah, give him a. Give him something yeah, else yeah, to yeah, think yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slapping him. Um, go ahead and for this entire thing, we're just gonna call it one flip of your. Uh, I mean, four coins, but uh, go ahead and flip your your werewolf facet for me. Um, Fails. Uh, inside the tree, you can you are slashing around. You can feel this individual, this elf, sort of move backward inside this cavity in the tree. There's apparently there's a bit of a cockpit in here, kind of a a bit of room. Two. Uh, you got two. Okay. Um, now you're right here already, and so there is there's the extra challenge. But otherwise, you're just trying to get at this guy. I flip two, two tails. Another partial success, uh, which means that um, uh, I think you're going to be able to. You're gonna do some damage here, uh, which means that he is permanently going to be rolling at one fewer. Um, cool. Uh, for the rest of this fight, um, you manage to—you don't get a hold of him. You can't quite cover his mouth or get him by the throat or anything. But you feel, without being able to see it, your claws slash against his chest um, and uh, catch him in the arm. Um, on the inside, you can feel his arms are sort of like half buried in the wood. On the inside of this thing, uh, must be part of the control system here. Um, you continue to hear uh, <laughs> as you're flailing around inside. However, um, uh, as you do your damage, so too it is going to bring down a hail of branches and slam into you from all sides. You are going to lose one health, which means that until you are able to like rest up and recuperate, one of your coins is permanently gone. Illyria uh, has still got this spile wedged into the side of the tree, is kind of just holding on for dear life. Being a spile, being meant for going into trees, it's actually pretty darn effective. Um, and uh, Illyria is going to try and make an attack here against this thing, which, now that Chu has done some damage, is actually going to be rolling at one fewer. And not only that, but they both come up heads. Um, it looks like I've got all the luck with the coins today. Um, they both come up heads and Illyria is able to um, use this thing to get a good foothold placed back into the tree. Um, 
use these foot spikes to really get a solid foothold and then grabs onto a branch with one hand, pulls the spear out and then jams it in from above once more, right into the crook of a tree branch. And from inside, we can hear once more. The inside of this tree is not doing well. Um, and uh, with that success, I think we have done another damage, which means that this thing is kind of on its last legs. Robinu continues to crash around this scene. Um, there are additional branches, and that's kind of what Robinu is mostly dealing with at the moment. Um, Robinu is kind of concerning herself with those things up above, um, rather than... <laughs> Uh, uh, rather than, you know, dealing with the roots down below. So we're kind of fighting two different parts of this creature. Um, and Ravenu's doing work, but uh, hard to get teeth around this thing. Especially with companions all over it. Boy, pack tactics. They work, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, this means that you have got your arm in here. Uh, you you heard this thing as Illyria uh, from up above was able to get in another hit. You watch them as they jam this spile on a st on the, on a spear down into kind of a crook between branches from up above. Uh, you still hear your gang kind of hampering this thing. Uh, Bobby is currently just has taken the backpack off and is just beating the roots with it. I'm gonna kill you! And good job, Bobby. That's the spirit. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steel is just starting to, like, kind of stumble to his feet. Um, uh, and with this, it's your turn once more, Chew. Um, you are not feeling great, but you are feeling better than this elf inside the tree sounds. Yep, yep, yep. What is it you'd like to do here? Your arm is mm. still definitely trapped. Yeah, uh, there's not much else I could do besides, uh flail wildly um and the aim is still to kind of put some hurt on him yeah preferably knock him unconscious but like the goal is to get him to stop chanting so he stops making this tree move because absolutely damn yeah go ahead and uh make what might be our final flip here Huh, I realized what else was in that backpack that's effective against trees. Cool. <laughs> um, you have to beat a one. Tails. Okay. You reach in, it seems like he has wedged himself against the far back of this cockpit. Heads. Excellent, okay, you managed to catch him by something, by a tunic or something in there. Heads. Excellent! I think... She grabs that tunic, uh, and she's just going to slam his head as hard as possible, just like, yeah, like slam it like forward, back, forward, back, just like bong, 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 bong. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the old I got I got a hold on your shirt through the prison bars gambit. Yeah, just. Bong, 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 bong. <laughs> <laughs> the tree very suddenly sinks its roots deep, deep into the soil. With a creaking and shuddering, this tree comes to a halt. Your arm is still trapped, 
for the moment, but without all this movement, it might be possible to kind of pry it out of there if you sort of come out of werewolf mode once more. Mm -hmm. um, the branches cease to move, and in spite of the fact that, um, you know, much of your gang continues to gnaw on it, Bobby is still going buck wild with that backpack. Gonna get you! Um, it does not respond any longer. It doesn't move. You all might as well be beating up on a plain old tree. Illyria up above, still holding on to this spile spear. <sighs> what in every hell is this? <sighs> um. <sighs> Underbrush! I... Is this you? Illyria is just sort of like beats and what? kicks against the uh, against the branches, but it doesn't seem to move. Sorry, I. I had a companion on my travels south, but this- An elf? No, no, not an elf. Something, I, I'll i have to explain to you later. Is there's This is an elf? It looks- Yeah. Mm, uh, surprisingly like a tree. Yeah, Tastes no, like uh, pie. Chew, this definitely uh, looks like a tree, are you sure? Yeah, uh, well, my hand is, you know, Currently grabbing a very unconscious elf in here. What? Really? Uh, oh, God! Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, just shrink. A neat little handcuff trick, by the way. Okay. Uh, do, if you if you ever get your hand stuck in a handcuff or bind, uh, like make your make your wrists as big as possible, so then you can make them small as possible, and then slip them out. She's gonna shift down, uh, so that her arm is not so large and just like point in the hole okay sure <laughs> um let me see now we're gonna this is just gonna be one versus one um because mm -hmm. i think you're i mean you're pretty jazzed up right now i think your 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 werewolf skills would actually make it more difficult for you to unliken yourself so i'm just gonna yeah. flip one coin um and you go ahead and flip one coin please cool i have a feeling that this is gonna be yeah that's a tails <laughs> You try to um, wrench like, your arm, and it does not move. Mm, yes. Uh, does someone have a... We have wood saws in that bag. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Steel stands up uh, and starts to rummage through the pack. <laughs> what's uh, what's uh, Ravenue doing? Have the tree stop moving. Ravenue... Um, uh, much like a much like a dog who doesn't necessarily understand the moment that the 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 toy stops moving, um, is currently <sighs> just sort of snuffing down at this tree um, and is trying to like get its get its teeth around it uh, like a like a dog would against something pointy and pokey. Um, hasn't quite registered that the fight is kind of over here. Um, but definitely seems to be sort of like calming down herself. Um, uh, she she gets her teeth around the entirety of the trunk of this tree now that it's not moving anymore. Uh, and it's just sort of like pulling on it, pulling on it. Uh, and you hear like crackling as the, the roots start to pull up from the ground. Oh, uh oh. Hey, faster, hey, hey. faster, faster. <laughs> uh, Bobby says, hey, wait, wait. Um, Steel, Steel sort of like pushes Bobby back and says, Joe, I'm not really sure what to do here. 
I don't. Uh... He he's suddenly understanding kind of the gravity of the situation. Like Ravenu is right here, right uh-huh. here. This is the closest y- y- y'all will be. The moment that you show up to any other member of your pack, you are going to be revered as heroes just for seeing this thing. Enjoy the moment, and also <laughs> someone pass me a saw. <laughs> Listen up, everyone. This is a once a day, not even a lifetime opportunity here. Um, remember this. Just trying to trying to wrench this tree out of the ground as you're like yeah. sort of shaking around with your arm lodged in it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Deliria, you got a you got a saw in that pack. You um, want to pass it to me? Steel uh, grabs a oh, oh duh yeah no Illyria's right there. Um, Illyria reaches into the pack and uh, pulls out a a long saw that uh, the two of us aren't necessarily equipped or trained to work with, but we can make it happen, I suppose. Um, and we start like sawing away at this thing. No sound from inside. The tree does not move. Um, it doesn't start like bleeding or anything weird. There's some sap, um, smells like wood. The tree itself seems to be darn near normal. Um, it seems like this elf inside operating it might have been the the bigger deal here. Um, uh, eventually, Ravenu sort of realizes the tree has stopped moving, um, and just as it's about to pull it up out of the ground and like shake it around in its teeth uh instead it just sort of like takes a few chomps at the leaves for good measure and then regards the gang as the two of us are kind of working feverishly we pause and look up it snuffles around at us And as it does so, it sort of nuzzles up against you, Chu. It just sort of like nuzzles you. There's a there's a deep resonant kind of whine noise of concern for you. Can I can I make Chuffy like dog noises back? Like, oh, absolutely. Like yeah, you know, like dog when dog worry about other dog just like like absolutely you you can speak with this creature uh, you can say anything that you want um and and understand it will it will be understood perfectly um it, it is going to still communicate in kind of bestial terms and so you, you you're not going to get like a full conversation with it but anything you say it will understand um uh, and uh, as it uh, kind of picks up on your on your chuffing and um, sort of recognizes, like, okay, you're you're a little hurt, but nothing that can't be fixed. Uh, your arm is like all like bruised up where these branches came down. We're trying to like disconnect you from this, um, and uh, a massive, rough, wet tongue <laughs> slops up against your arm a few times, uh, and by damn. 
you feel better. Uh, it is it is very literally healing to you. Uh, and um, in doing so, not only that, but uh, your arm sort of like so some of the some of the beefiness goes down in it, and you're it's loose enough that you can remove it <laughs> precisely. The rest of your gang, uh, starting with Steel, uh, they lay down on the ground and just sort of like, kind of prostrate themselves as is the, as is the, the the wolf custom, uh, just sort of show your belly. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just sort of like lay down on their sides and and spread out. Um, you've seen this before. This is like a fairly common custom. Anytime there's like. Uh, members of superior, like high superior leadership, um, the the custom you don't bow, you lay down on the ground, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, revenue looks down over her children and smells and sticks her tongue out and kind of pants happily at you all. What do you do? Oh God! What do you do when you be God? Uh, and God gave you kisses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you go up and um, like uh, just being sort of nose to nose with Revenue, like the affection is clearly there, uh, and and you know she understands. Like this is this is a beautiful moment between you all, um, and. Looking around, like, Ravenu has accepted that you sort of stood up and came forward while the rest of them stayed down. She knows this is your little pack here. Uh, she knows that she knows that you are in charge here. And once again, this wet tongue slops up the side of your face and you can feel her approval. Ravenu, Deep Den Mother, sees that this is your pack and that you have done well in leading it. Hunt is over, and you played your part beautifully in it. Everyone is okay, and you feel yourself as she snorts into your hair, blowing it to the side. You feel Ravenu's blessing in the wet on the side of your face, in the hot snorts of air, it puffs out through its nose, blowing your hair back. You feel you are indeed blessed. Truly, you can't help but succeed.
everyone, thank you so very much for being here. I've got a technician coming tomorrow so that this doesn't happen again. Because as you can see, Darby is no longer here. Uh, once again, cut off. Ah, just got, oh, just got the legs out from under me um, on that ending there. I... I would love to be able to finish out a full stream here. So, got a technician coming tomorrow. I want to say thank you so very much to Chaotic Darby for being here. Um, I will cut in now. Where can we find you these days, Darby? Uh, where, where can we you find you find... and your sweet new logo? Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, my sweet, awesome new logo that was mm -hmm. done by the wonderful uh, Panita, uh, the lovely Critical Misses uh, themselves. Um, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter as Chaotic Darby. Uh, I will be on my own stream Thursday at some point. Uh, I think playing Civ uh, with uh, a good old mallard man, a ducky boy, and my friend, it's the Riddler. Uh, but otherwise, later tonight, you can find me uh, at 5 p.m. PST on the Girls Run These Worlds Twitch channel playing in a D&D 5th edition game. Uh, and... Friday, you can catch me 12.30 PST playing in a Shadowrun 6th edition game. Uh, we're reaching the near the near the end of the season, so there is stuff and things happening. Uh, <laughs> busy, sorry. busy, busy. Busy and a lot of emotional damage. <laughs> uh, occurring in the game, so, you know, jazzy fun times. Uh, I think that's it. I'll be at Gen Con in a couple of weeks. Indeed. I'll be on Morning Ritual Live uh, with, like, I don't know, uh, Katiosaurus. You know, if you watch TikTok and have ADHD <laughs> or like D&D, Katiosaurus, that Katiosaurus. Real cool person. I don't understand why they're letting me schlub up there with, like, a bunch of cool people and then... But well, you said you it know. yourself. It's a bunch of cool people. That that yeah, that's your this. ticket. That was your golden ticket. Well, yeah, but then there's this. So you know. But but old dino arms over here. <laughs> and with all razzle dazzle. I was going to use that as evidence in your favor. I was gonna, mm. <laughs> I was going to say it's the dino arms that got you invited. I look like. I look like that joke that people used to do where they stuck someone else's arms, like, you know, when someone stood behind you and they stuck their arms <laughs> yep. through, and they would do stuff. This, that's what I feel like. Just elbows. All wrist motion. It's grand, yeah. as always. Uh, I'll say you're here because you're a cool person. You're, you're, you're here because you, you fit that roster perfectly, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's why you ended up over there as well. Linktree slash... Chaotic Darby, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Chaotic Darby. No spaces, but the beginning of each, the C in Chaotic and the D in Darby are capitalized. So everyone, go check out Darby, because she's fantastic. Uh, as I said before, one of the most prolific sort of role players on the internet that I know um, works really hard at this and does an excellent job, uh, as we have seen here today. In spite of the demons that plague her, that insist on tree puns, in spite of such demons, still a fantastic talent, 100% deserves to be uh, at the different places that she has been invited to, Gen Con, not least among them, uh, Darby. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And uh, for you all, 
I thank you all so much for joining me here as well. Um, for joining me during the stream, which unfortunately was cut short. Um, I shall, of course, go into the Discord and tag y'all and let you know how it sort of panned out at the very end of it. But thank you all so much for joining me. Um, normally, we would go ahead and talk now about quests. But because, um, you know, we're, we're sort of deviating from that system a little bit, we're going to talk about quests again next time. We'll do our, our uh, XP gaining then uh, if we've got some to gain. Um, and uh, if we continue to use Silver Bullet, as I propose that we do uh, for this second scroll at the very least, um, we're not going to be using that for XP. It'll be more of a milestone leveling thing, which means that I will simply tell y'all when you level up, uh, which should hopefully mean that we level up a lot more frequently than we have been. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, so, my good, good people, uh, it has been delightful to have you here. Um, a quick sort of uh, sidebar about Silver Bullet. If you want to find out more about this RPG, um, it is a system that I wrote. Uh, the primary rules are designed to be used sequentially, and so uh, there are simply eight major rules, and you can use as many or as few of them as you wish. So if you only want to use the first three, you can run a whole game with those. I ran the first session of this with my dad and my sister using only the first two rules. Uh, and so um, there is there is lots of game to be had, lots of fun to be had uh, simply with simply with the self-explanatory stuff. I am working on writing it out into a larger system and releasing it essentially for a pay what you want slash donation based thing. Of course, all of my patrons were going to get it for free. Um, I want it to be an introductory RPG so that if any of y'all wish to play RPGs but you don't know where to start, I hope that this will be a great place for you to do so. So, good folks, thank you very, very much. If you want to find out more about uh, Silver Bullet, go ahead and uh, you can head over to the Discord, linktree slash sidecar stories, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash sidecar stories. That's the link to follow, that is the link to share, and if you head on in there to the general RPG chat, you will find uh, I post my works in progress for Silver Bullet over there. Um, thank you all so very much for joining me here. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, I do look forward to starting to be able to stream without having the stream dropping like this. Boy, that would be nice. But I'm really happy for the story that we got to tell today. Everyone, thank you so very much. See y'all later. Thank you.